3: Good afternoon listeners this is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from a cloudy rainy Florida Keys but it doesn't really matter does it today it is February 13th and it's Super Bowl Sunday juxtaposed one of the hardest days i guess to have a Super Bowl right before Valentine's Day be careful what you do today you don't want to screw up your deal, I'm sorry for moving stuff around, your deal on Super Bowl Sunday by making the wrong decisions and screwing up your Valentine's Day, which rolls around. It's just Valentine's Day weekend. Maybe you got that stuff out of the way yesterday. But uh, here in the Keys, as in any other place in the United States or where there are Americans gathered around, the American football, which football from around the world, I do understand. We call soccer, but American football, this weekend is the weekend for our national pastime. Arguably, I said yesterday that people say baseball is. There's 160 games in a baseball uh, season. There's only, right now, there's 17 games, plus the postseason games and preseason games. There's not a lot of games, but they are closely followed. Closely followed. And for, we do have a lot of foreign listeners. Uh, I'm not going to educate you on football. You know, you can find out all you need to know on YouTube about American style football. But all the teams have, uh, well, all the teams that made it to the playoffs, uh, the ones that progressed, we have right now, we have. The L.A. Rams versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals are a small market team, and with their great quarterback Joe Burrows, haven't hasn't been in the Super Bowl, uh, but uh, maybe thirty-one years ago, thirty years ago, He's never won a Super Bowl. They won a championship prior to Super Bowl, and the Super Bowl was uh, prior to. It, it is now. Super Bowl number 56, meaning there was 56. This is the 56th Super Bowl. But prior to that, in 66 or 65, they used to have championships. For um, It was a national football conference. And then when they brought the American football conference in to, Duke to have their championships, they changed the name to the Super Bowl. So I know Cincinnati probably won it a couple years before then. And now... We have this. And L.A. hosts the game. So the L.A. Rams are playing a home game. But that doesn't really necessarily mean they have the advantage because Cincinnati is sports mad. And for some reason, L.A. doesn't seem to give a shit. The L.A. fans uh, aren't as rabid, considering they're a megalopolis of over 10 million people. And Cincinnati maybe a couple hundred thousand. You know? But they just have a rabid fans from Cincinnati, Ohio. And it's been a long time since they've seen any championship. Cincinnati Reds and the Bengals are the two professional teams that hearken from that neck of the woods. And it's exciting. But I'm not gonna spend the whole time talking football because I'm not an expert. On football, I like football. I enjoy it. I know some people try to, you know, make something political out of it, but football is the sport that I love, and it sucks. Uh, the rest of the year, I don't really have much inkling for any other sport. It doesn't stir my spirit. So, over the last fifty years, uh, fifty-six years, the Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl party has gained mythic proportions in the U.S. It, it's as if, just like you would if France was playing in the World Cup championship. Or Spain, or Germany, or Poland. Everything stops in that country when that game's going on. Same thing here in the United States. And people are probably surprised if you're coming to visit. They go, oh well, that's of the American... Uh, championship is for their for their sport. Now, it's a big deal. And you'll notice around here it's a big deal because as well as my restaurant and a bunch of other restaurants and other businesses, the Starbucks is closed. The Starbucks is closed here in town. Now, there are additional factors involved with that, you know, with labor and things like that. But that's not unusual considering the preponderance of efforts. People do to make a successful Super Bowl party. And it is easy to throw a decent party, Super Bowl party. All you need is a big screen television, right? And lots of good eats and beer and drinks. So, and some people I do, I don't necessarily drink. I actually have a 12-pack of zero zero beer for myself. And I started my prep work since we have a little party going on here with the wife, the nephew from Poland, the 15-year-old daughter, and two of her friends are over here. So, But I was making a lot of food anyway. So it works out pretty good for us. But these other parties are much more ornate. I know people that have put a, um, I mean, it's clearing up now. It looks like some of these people might have an outdoor party. But I've seen parties where you have hundreds of people attend. I mean, you can have them with thousands, really. But I used to attend one, and I used to bartend some Super Bowl parties. A friend of mine used to have a party, and he used to uh, have me go. It was great because I meet girls, and I just he had a nice little bar in his basement, and he'd have a party, and I'd have just a, a great time bartending at a party. And you see a lot of people, it sucks being born. If your birthday falls on that day, good luck trying to get people to attend. If you don't pay attention, you know, you, you're born on February 13th every so often. depending, I think it's a little later this year. It used to be in January, if I remember correctly. Late January, Super Bowl used to be in. Now it's moved into February. But these parties are so ornate. You got everyone has their special recipes for the parties. The, the one of the interesting aspects of this year is inflation, and one of the items that are essential for some reason are identified with football all the time now: chicken wings. Chicken wings. For foreign listeners, uh, there's a culinary sp- uh, specialty. It's either fried or baked, but what they do is chicken wings, either breaded or unbreaded, and they put hot sauce on them, buffalo wings. And there's a different variety now. Now people make them barbecue. They make them uh, parmesan garlic, uh, sweet Thai, teriyaki. There are literally, literally hundreds of different styles of wings you can make, maybe thousands considering every recipe is different. And with that, there's been a, over the last year or two, there has been an incredible, incredible rise in the price of chicken wings. And not because people are eating particularly more of them, because there's a shortage of them. And it could be because of the processing plants that uh, we, whatever the reason, we may not have the workers to handle those wings, but there's there's a shortage of wings, and the prices are incredibly high. We used to have them at our restaurant on happy hour, where the price would go from less than a dollar a wing to almost 70, you know seventy-five cents. That's up until two years ago, but the price has risen so much it becomes prohibitive to have those. So one of the mainstays of the Super Bowl party, the chicken wings, is a dearer, uh, a pricier part of it. Now, beer prices hasn't gone up that much. I think there'd probably be a revolution if beer prices went up as much as the chicken wings prices. But there's other things. Like, I'm going to do barbecue ribs and the chicken wings. I got my cherry pie. I got a homemade macaroni and cheese. But people have their seven-layer dips. They have their whole... I mean, all different types of dip. Like, the dip is... Either the potato chip or the, the, one of those sourdough sourdough bowls, which is more of a frou-frou thing. You don't see that as much at a soup bowl party, but I'm sure there's places that have it. Because people get really creative with that stuff. All the different food they put out. It's usually something convenient, something that can be shared by a lot of people. And I think with the lifting of the COVID restrictions in a lot of different areas of the world and in the United States in particular, in certain states, uh, people will be enjoying it more and more, the things they did two years ago. Because it was only two years ago. It was March where we started our lockdowns and things like that. And everything changed here. And I think people are hoping for that. And we'll find out. And another important thing, besides having a big scheme of television, having beer, having drinks, having soft drinks, having snacks, having wings, having whatever you're going to serve. You know, some people do meatballs and sausage. That's great. You put out some rolls and you make sandwiches. It's all about the eating. Nothing formal. Very few people do Super Bowl sit-down parties. Kind of defeats the purpose. It's food you can hold in your hand while you're watching the game. And people graze. When I say graze, they don't go and say, well, I'm going to eat for a half hour. They're they're eating and drinking the whole time. And also, another part of it, and I wager it's almost 90% of the parties, there are block pools. And describe what a block pool is. is you set up a grid. 10 down, 10 across, 100 squares. You put names in it. You pay whatever you want your payout to be. So if you put $10 in per square, that's $1,000. There's four quarters in football. You can get all this information from my foreign listeners. But um, at the end of each quarter, whatever the score is, that last digit in the score, if it's 14, 13, then 4 and 3 or your integral numbers depending on who's up top as with the Bengals and Rams, and if that corresponds, when you go down to the three and the four, depending on the team that has that number in their score at the quarter, that person in that box wins the amount. And like I said yesterday, block pools—it's not unheard of a block pool is going for a, as much as a thousand dollars because I remember going to one a five hundred dollar block pool years ago. Over 20, it was about 25 years ago. And they were giving out about 10, 10 grand each quarter because they took the extra money for the party that an open bar at a bar in Philadelphia. It's incredible, right? Usually, bars, you can't, if you have a liquor license, you cannot gamble. That's why home parties are probably best for that. And it's amazing how people gamble on the Super Bowl party. I'm not just talking about black pools or over-unders. Over-unders is when uh, there's a line on the game, and the line on the game is predictions on how uh, who, who should win, according to the experts, how much they're favored by. So if you bet, if it's L.A. plus three, meaning L.A. expected to win plus three, Okay, and if you bet on LA, if they win by more than three, then you win whatever that you know, whatever you put down on. So if you bet 50, that's where you win. And there's betting on the coin toss, how many first downs, how many yards, how many yards rushing, how many passing. There's a lot of things that go on during a game. Who gets the first penalty? They bet on the halftime show. The halftime show. Like how long the halftime show, how many songs is is the person going to do, depending if they don't release that information because you don't want to bet on something that's already known. But they do everything. And it's funny because I remember over the years, I'll talk about some of my party experiences, but... There was a young Mexican fellow I knew, and he loved gambling. He gambled all the time. They gambled on everything. They gambled on the coin tosses and, and all through the game. And he used to have this really beautiful gold chain on his uh, wrist uh, chain. And one day, he wasn't wearing it, and then one of the guys he's working with is wearing it. And it turns out it was the Monday after Super Bowl. And the guy got a little too deep in betting. He lost his gold chain. So, I myself, I like playing a black pool. I played a black pool with someone, and they asked me if I wanted my numbers. He said no, I don't want my numbers. And they go, why not? I said, well, because if I win, just bring me the money. I trust you. I don't want to be expecting an outcome. I don't want to be depressed that. It's close. I'd rather find out afterwards, and just play one block ball. Yeah, boring me, boring Jim. But that's what you do. You, you know, in the Super Bowl, you gamble. You get together. Sometimes people get upset about it. I imagine the people in Cincinnati and L.A. Not so much L.A., but Cincinnati. They are so committed to to an outcome. So committed. Uh, I, I the, some of the parties I enjoy best are the ones where a team I don't have strong opinions about is, are playing. Because this way I can just enjoy the game and just watch them play. So, one of these, uh, one party I went to, I recall, it was the Eagles-Patriots, the first Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl. And if I remember correctly, it was two thousand four. It was in either two thousand four, five, or six. And during the halftime, I decided, and I was drinking at the time, I decided to take a bathroom break. And while I was waiting, I was up there for a couple of minutes because I waited for a bathroom. And no details. You don't need those details, do you? You don't need a. You know, it's a little too personal. But I come back down after I hear everyone shouting. It didn't sound like there was someone in a fight. It sounded like something exciting happened. And what happened was the nip slip of Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake. And I was in the bathroom and I missed that. So you miss a moment on Super Bowl Sunday. You can miss a lot. Matter of fact, I think in another one, I'm watching the San Francisco Ravens game and the power went out. They lost power during the game. And after the game, I don't even remember exactly who won. Uh, may, did I call the game right? Maybe it's the wrong wrong teams. But whatever. I think the hardballs were. both, the Both the coaches were related. And there was a power outage. And after the power outage, the game... It was San, I think it was San Francisco versus the Rams. If I'm not not correct, not the Rams, Ravens. Boy, it's confusing. I like I said, I don't know. I'm getting confused, and then the game just shifted around. There's all funny things that happened during the games, and people bet on it. How long the you know how long it goes on for, and things like that. But I remember so many parties. I mean, I remember I forget a lot of things that happened. I'm sure people have stories. Uh, Not necessarily me, but tons of people have stories of things that happen on Super Bowl Sunday, much like you would uh, this time of year for St. Patrick's Day party or something like that, if you went to a bar. Now, speaking of bars, people say, well, there should be tons of parties. And I always remember one time I, I went to a bar. It was a great sports bar. On a Monday, they would be packed. On a regular Monday, they'd be packed watching Monday Night Football. Super Bowl Sunday, they put out a spread of food. They're practically giving away the beer. You know, they'd have a a Super Bowl uh, buffet with hoagies and wings and meatballs and all this stuff. And all you do is come in and watch and pay for it. And, you know, you pay 10 bucks and you get access to the buffet and all you can eat. and You know, special price drinks. And there was only like 10 people there. Ten people. I hung out. It was great. I had access to. it. Usually, it's one of those lost leaders. Why would bars be empty on Super Bowl Sunday? Well, let me tell you my idea. It is one of the easiest parties to ever throw. A Super Bowl party, a house party, of any of the of any of the. Uh, think of it. Of any of the holidays or special events in the United States, Christmas, 4th of July. You know, 4th, 4th of July, you just have your, I mean, you could throw a party, just have food and a barbecue and things like that and play some music. People say, well, yeah, could you, you know, check the music? Can I use your bathroom? Blah, blah, blah. No big deal. You know, depending on your music and your food and things like that, that's, whether it's successful, Christmas party, you say, oh, there's going to be dancing or some some kind of events you don't have any you don't have any focus so sometimes if people aren't talking to each other, you can see the party is a failure when it comes to Super Bowl you have that one thing going on right in front of you the game you don't have to do anything else other than supply food and drink and access to a bathroom and hopefully maybe a ride home for some of the people that overpartake. And that's it. So restaurants, you know, New Year's Eve parties, people want to go out. They want to have a fillet, they want to have a sit down dinner, they want to dance, they want to listen to a band, blah 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 blah. Now some people do house parties and it's probably a popular night, but house Super Bowl parties are the are the biggest ones. I'd wager that. I'd wager that. You don't have to worry about any of your entertainment. They even have a halftime show where you don't even have to worry about music then. Now, one of the parties I went to after the Super Bowl, a friend of mine, uh, he, he would start, it, let's say the game starts at 6.30. At 4 o'clock, he'd be playing some music. He'd have the TV on. Uh, and then afterwards, have a little music too. But generally, for about three, four hours, you have everything you need coming out of that television. You don't have to worry about making a mixtape, doing anything. Hey, can you play better music? No one's ordering, arguing over music. Because when the game's on, everyone's listening to it. And the amount of drinking that goes on in eating. But unlike, unlike New Year's Eve and those other parties, Christmas party, Super Bowl is also an eating event. And there's a lot of fried food, A lot of carbs and a lot of things like that, and for some time, for some reason, people don't seem to get as messed up at a Super Bowl party because of the focus on the food. I don't know what it's like watching World Cup if that's a big deal. When you do, some people might just get together, but food is such an integral part here in the United States to a Super Bowl party, not necessarily to a a World Series game. Try, try having a Super Bowl party and not having dip and wings and ribs or pizza or uh, what else do we have? Cheesesteaks, hoagies. That's Philadelphia. Down here is a little different. They may have shrimp, mahi, fish dip, things like that. So, during, during the uh, party... It's almost it's almost like on what would you call it autopilot. There's nothing you have to do. And one of the things that I would do whenever I would throw a party, if I had a big party, is I'd always have a couple of friends say, "Hey, listen, do me a favor." They ask me, they want, can you bring anything? I say, just give me a call right before you come. There's always if you don't always have a couple of people that are dependable and if they ask can they bring anything I said listen instead of bringing something you really don't need to bring can you do me a favor and just call about an hour before the party and they go why and I said because I may ask you to pick up some ice or soda or anything something I forgot but chances are it won't be it won't be that anything inconvenient. it's usually something easy so that's all I do that's my little secret for you well, it's 25 minutes after. i got to go and start prepping my ribs, my baby back ribs. And luckily, uh, i have plenty, it looks like, here in my wings. And I hope uh, everyone has a great Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, and uh, I'll be back tomorrow with our Valentine's Day show. I'll talk to you later. I don't know how long I could do the show because the wife is off on that day too. So I'm going to have to focus on that also. Thank you very much and have a very good and hope successful Super Bowl Sunday. For you uh, of foreign listeners, have a great Sunday or whatever day of the week it is you're listening to right now. I guess in Taiwan I have a lot of listeners so it would be right now it would be 2 in the morning. Two in the morning, or one in the morning, whatever. Talk to you later. Take care. Bye.
0: And now an update on what some analysts and reporters are calling the great resignation and the upside of it all. As many as 44% of workers are leaving their nine-to-fives behind and looking for life hacks to make up the difference in income as they pursue other jobs. And as that number grows, so have downloads of an app called Upside. It's a free app for cash back on gas, groceries, and at restaurants. Can an app like Upside really make a difference? You bet! With Upside, users can earn an average of $96 a year. And it works at all the big gas brands like Shell, BP, Valero, Philips 66, Circle K, etc. And at favorite local grocers and restaurants. Everyone's got to drive and eat, right? If you want to get in on this life hack, we have a promo code for you. Head to the App Store or Google Play and download Upside. Enter code HACK to get $0.25 per gallon or more cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use code HACK.